0: podcast with Pastor Rick Hale, Senior Pastor of Grace Community Church in Roswell, New Mexico. I'm your co-host, Sean Lee. We're so honored that you joined us today. It is our purpose at Living Your Dash to help you better connect the dots of discipleship so that you can find and fulfill God's purpose for your life.
1: All right. So, Sean, uh, let me interrupt you. Usually you begin the podcast by asking me a question. Mm. I want to turn the tables. Let me ask you a question. Who won the Super Bowl this last weekend? Well, let me see. How about those Chiefs? (laughs) I had a feeling you'd be pretty excited about that, being an old Kansas City boy. Yes. I grew up three miles away from the stadium. Well, congratulations. What a great game. Probably the best Super Bowl in memory, the most exciting, nail-biter, and according to you, the best team won.
0: Yes, absolutely. And, uh, you know, Rick, I, I, I'm a choir guy. I, I didn't do sports in high school. So, uh, actually, I did a little bit. But but certainly not football. Not not my sport. Uh, but very excited and got to see uh, a great celebration on TV. It was great. It, it was. was. Great. Well, congratulations. Thank you so much. Now I don't have to slash anybody's tires. So, that's good. <laughs> All right. Well, Rick, you are continuing on our study in philippians on and on how to enjoy the rest of your life um and this week you talked about really something very important which is to work out our salvation now you are very clear in telling us that when you say that and when paul wrote that he didn't mean that we have to work for our salvation as if Okay, I go to church, and I can check that box off, and and I give, I can check that. That's not what you're
1: saying, right? How to get to heaven. Not at all. And that's why Paul doesn't say work for your salvation. Right. He says work out. You work it out. Um, You work it out into every part of your life. And so it is the idea that by the grace of God, through your faith in Jesus Christ, you have been saved. Yeah. So now the question is, so what? Yeah. I'm afraid that so many Christians see salvation as the finish line. Salvation is not the finish line. It's not, okay, I'm saved. I got my fire insurance. Uh, I'm covered for eternity. No, no. Salvation is not the finish line. That's the, that's the start. Right. The starting line. Yeah. That's where the journey begins. <clears throat> and that's what Paul is saying is now that you are saved what difference is it going to make in your marriage your family your job your school your friendships mm-hmm. uh, working it out into every aspect of your life so the, you know the question now is uh, i'm saved now can, how can i live saved how right. could i live as a saved person
0: i love your illustration about the paint about how you uh, uh, if you've ever gone dear listeners if you've ever gone to see how paint is mixed they just have that computer-controlled drop of of, uh, various pigments into really a a can of white paint. Uh, But then it's shaken up.
1: Yeah, and as it shakes, it works itself out until it actually impacts every part of that bucket of paint. All right.
0: So if if really there's this diffusion of God's life in us, of changing our lives, changing our thinking, changing our action. So what are some tips to progress in working out that salvation? Really helping God, I guess in a way, giving God permission to, to shake us up, you know? Because uh, I think that we all, we, well, we, we may
1: think that we know what to do, but how do we become more consistent? Yeah, this is where spiritual disciplines kick in. Mm. Again, some people misunderstand spiritual disciplines like Bible study and prayer and fellowship and giving and other disciplines. They see them as an end in themselves mm-hmm. once again they're they're a means to an end the The end is spiritual growth uh the The end is working out your salvation, yeah, so why do you study the Bible? Why do you pray? Not so you can check a box and say well i prayed five minutes today. I read my Bible for 15 minutes. Mm. No, the whole goal of spiritual disciplines uh, is, uh, the goal is that through those means, we would learn, okay, here's how I apply the salvation that God has planted in me. This is how I apply it to my marriage. Yeah. And so by reading scripture, you learn, oh, here's how I love my neighbor. Um, you, it's working it out. It's work, continually working out. If, if people would understand that about spiritual disciplines, they wouldn't see them as a have-to burden, but more as a tool so that I really can grow. Spiritual growth, there's the goal. I think that there's this,
0: uh, I heard a phrase a long time ago, and I'm, I'm sure everybody's heard this, uh, where, you know, what will help me be a good Christian? As opposed to, you know, what will make me a bad Christian? You know, like uh, it's all uh, there's a danger in saying, "Well, okay, I've read, I understand, you know, I've read my Bible and I pray and I give, Mm -hmm. and and yet still this certain thing I'm really hoping for is if I'm trying to bargain with
1: God, I mean, is that the purpose of the spiritual disciplines to
0: to have bargaining chips?
1: Yeah, the the goal is growth, right? It's not to be a good Christian. It's to be a growing Christian. yeah. And how is God going to use spiritual disciplines to help me grow in, in the biblical term is sanctification. Yeah. I wanna be sanctified. <laughs> I wanna to grow to be more and more like Jesus Christ. Yeah. So it's not a burden, it's a, it's a joy, it's a blessing. And that's why throughout this entire book of Philippians, Paul keeps coming back to the word joy. Right. It's all a joy. A spiritual discipline, spiritual growth, working out your salvation for Paul. It, it was never a burden. It was never a have-to.
0: Mm-hmm. It
1: was, look at the tremendous privilege that God has given us, that we can grow to become more like Christ. What a joy. Right, right. Do you have any other ideas of how we can become more consistent? Well, yeah, I know here at Grace, we try to provide all kinds of opportunities for spiritual growth. We uh, we just kicked off a purpose-driven life class. Mm-hmm. And that's where people can find what is God's unique purpose for your life. We, we have five discovery classes, helping people discover God's five key purposes for their life. We, we, we started a couple years ago a thing called base coaching. And ah. that's where a person who's gone through <coughs> all five classes will invite a friend To go through all five classes, not alone, but with them. So it's the idea of having a a guide, uh, almost a mentor, but but more of a a spiritual guide to say, hey, I'll be with you through the process. Um, We have life changer classes, uh, all kinds of different uh, classes, and they're all designed for one thing. How can we grow? This week, we kicked off Financial Peace University. Mm-hmm. So we have people going through a class learning. How can I let my salvation impact the way I handle my money? Yeah. That's how practical it is. It gets down to the everyday parts of our life. It's Someone years ago said it's not how loud you shout or how high you jump. It's how you live when you hit the ground. Yeah, How do you live your daily <clears throat> life in such a way that salvation is not a separate compartment, but it literally, like the tent in the bucket of paint, how it infiltrates every part of our lives.
0: Uh, you know, another thing that I thought about was um, you said that to, to take advantage of, of getting a base coach. Uh, I think that for some of us, we, we really ought to look forward to being a base coach, finding a friend. and dragging, well, okay, not dragging them, but taking them along with us in that journey. Uh, I thought about, you know, I I really learned a lot about the Bible. Maybe even it was kick-started when someone gave me the opportunity to teach the Bible. And then, boy, I sure learned a lot when I started teaching.
1: One of the surprises we have discovered with the Base Coach Ministry is After a base coach will go back through the classes with a friend, they'll always come, and it's like a a broken record. They say, you know, I learned more by going through it with a friend than I did (laughs) going through it by myself. Isn't that interesting? It is interesting. And it's it's the old thing, the teacher learns more than the student. Yeah. Yeah. And here, the guide learns more than the uh, disciple.
0: I wonder if Jesus uh, had that in mind. I think that's an accident. Maybe
1: not. Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe right. he actually knew what he was doing.
0: <laughs> now, Paul compared his life to being poured out like a, a drink offering. What what, is, what does he mean by that?
1: Yeah, that was a little confusing to some people. <clears throat> a drink offering, it comes from the, the Jewish world, Paul's Jewish heritage, that very often on festival days, uh, the Jews would come and they would give different kinds of offerings. And a drink offering was very often a it, it accompanied one of the other offerings. Ah. Very often it was literally taking a, a, a container of wine and pouring the wine out uh, as a part of the offering. Mm. And it was a symbol of the, the giving of oneself. And it, the, the symbolism is clear you pour yourself out, you give yourself. And it was the idea of God, I'm giving myself. I'm not just giving a thank you offering. But along with it, I'm giving you myself as well. And that's what the drink offering was in the Jewish culture.
0: That sounds very reminiscent of what he said in Romans chapter 12, when he said, therefore, in view of God's mercy, he says, now I want you to do the same thing. Except he says something different. He says we're to be a living sacrifice. I don't know in any other quote-unquote religion where Somebody says that we can become a living sacrifice.
1: Yeah, what a twist Paul makes on this! Instead of saying offer a sacrifice, he says be a sacrifice. Yeah, what did he doesn't say bring with you an offering? He says bring yourself and make yourself an offering to God. I love I love the
0: the the idea of the stewardship of our life, and as we teach here, grace that. Uh, it's not about equal gifts, but about equal sacrifice. Um, and I thought, you know, uh, really, we're all pouring out our life every day.
1: <laughs> right. Everybody gives themselves to something. Yeah. For some, it is climbing the corporate ladder. That's their their ultimate sacrifice. And they're going to pour out everything in that direction. Sometimes it can be something even good. It doesn't have to be something evil, but but just misdirected.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It seems like such a a daunting or or high valuation type of of life that you're talking about, Rick. So maybe you're saying that this is a life, this sacrificial living uh, is just for pastors or super disciples? Uh, No.
1: No. (laughs) No, the good news is if you have a profession that you've uh, trained for, been educated uh, to fulfill. You don't have to quit your job and become a pastor to be a living sacrifice. How about if you're uh, an attorney or a CPA or yeah. a school teacher, that every day you wake up and say, God, today in my profession, I want you to use me. I want, I want you to, to help me pour myself out for other people. Mm. And there's the key. Are you in it for yourself or are you in it to serve God and to serve other people? Right, boy, you're getting back down
0: to the Great Commandment and the, uh, uh, the second part of the Great Commandment. So, okay, now, is that what he meant? I, I, I remember the writer of Hebrews wrote this phrase. He said, um, therefore, let us leave the elementary teachings of Christ and go on to maturity, not laying again the foundation. I mean, he's not saying that we should forget the foundational teachings, is he?
1: No, just like building a house in a beautiful image the writer of Hebrews is giving here that foundation, everybody knows the importance of a foundation. A foundation is essential, but it's not the end of the construction. Mm. The foundation is important. You don't discard it. You build on it. So what Paul is saying is, don't just build the foundation of your life with the elementary things and say, okay, I'm done. No, use those now to build the rest of your life. And you are to build the rest of your life until the day you die.
0: Okay. And in your message, you gave two examples of, of people that Paul had high respect for. You mentioned Timothy and Epaphroditus. Um Okay, so let's say that that we agree with you, Rick, that it's this uh, sacrificial living or this this living a new life in Christ. Um, it's not for super super Christians,
1: not just for pastors. This is for everybody. Absolutely, so- Timothy and Epaphroditus, ordinary guys. Uh, Timothy uh, was uh, actually joined Paul's team on the second missionary journey and. Paul just took a liking to him and yeah. lo and behold Timothy said, "Hey, I'll uh, I'll, I'll join your team." Now, I tell you what I love about Timothy. Oh, and by the way, these two guys I didn't insert into the sermon. They were right there in the text. Right. These are actually the two examples Paul used to, to to describe here's what pouring yourself out looks like when it's mm. fleshed out with two guys. But here here Timothy. Timothy reminds me of the gambler You know, he's looking at his cards and he sets his cards down and he just puts his hands behind all of his chips and he pushes them to the center of the table and he says, I'm all in. Mm -hmm. When Timothy joined Paul's team, he was all in. He joined, he never looked back. When you get to the very end of Paul's life, the very last chapter of 2 Timothy, Paul's at the end of his life guess who he's writing a letter to? Mm. His friend Timothy. And mm. he's saying, Timothy, hey, man, when you come, I need this, I need this, I need this. What's that say? Timothy never left. Yeah. He was with Paul all the way. Epaphroditus. Epaphroditus was actually a <clears throat> member of the church at Philippi when they heard Paul was in prison in Rome. Epaphroditus, I don't know, maybe he quit his job. Maybe he took a leave of absence. I don't know. Yeah. But that the church selected him to deliver a care package of essentials. And back in those days, Roman prisons were not well equipped. Yeah. And so it could be things like a blanket, a coat, a change of clothing, wow. the, the the essentials that Paul needed in prison. So Epaphroditus, at great personal risk and, and commitment, took this long journey from Philippi all the way to Rome, and brought the care package to Paul to take care of his needs. While he's there, he gets sick, as in Epaphroditus. He almost died, and God Mm. graciously healed him, and now Paul is sending Epaphroditus back to his home church. And by the way, more than likely, Epaphroditus was the postman delivering the letter that we now call Philippians back to the church at Philippi. But I love what Paul says about Timothy and Epaphroditus. He says, these guys, they take a genuine interest in the welfare of
0: others. Hmm. Wow.
1: Yeah, they they were obligated. They had obligated themselves to serve other peoples. Hmm. Sean, you want to know what... uh, a living sacrifice looks like, Hmm. it's the person who wakes up in the morning and doesn't say, well, today is about three people, me, myself, and I. (laughs) They wake up and they say, God, how can you use me to serve others? How can you love others through me? Mm -hmm. And again, that's the working your salvation out to all the extremities of your life. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Boy,
0: that's what I want to be like. I want to be like Timothy and Epaphroditus. So I have another question for you. Um, I had a friend who came up to me just this past week, and they they come to church here, and they said, uh, Sean, I'm I'm concerned about a family member uh, of mine. I know that they are not enjoying life. I want to see them enjoying life, but they are. They're not following the Lord. They don't want to follow the Lord. They're not. They don't care about church. What would you suggest if someone is has a friend like this, or has a family member, or a spouse?
1: Well, Sean, I know we, we sympathize with people because um, we all have a prodigal. We all have a yeah. prodigal family member, a friend, a loved one, someone we care about. And um, you know the the challenge is sometimes all you can do is keep praying. Mm. But we shouldn't really say all you can do. That's the first (laughs) thing we should do is you keep praying. You keep waiting. That doesn't mean you don't strategically ask. You invite. Mm. You uh, plant seeds whenever you can. But sometimes, Sean, we have to realize we we can't control the destiny of other people. Mm. And there's two sides to the street. I'm responsible for my side. Someday, Sean, I will stand before God, the Bible says, and give an account of my life, not yours. Mm. You don't have to give an account of mine. So we pray, we love, we encourage, but we cannot control the destiny of other people.
0: Right, right. Wow. Rick, thanks so much for spending a little time with us on that. Now, on uh, on another word of order here, what can we look forward to this
1: coming week or in the future? Well, one thing that's continuing from last Sunday, one of our members literally grew up in our church, a young man named Dallas Means, is being called to the mission field, and we wanted to come alongside him uh, as a family member Mm -hmm. and partner with him in ministry, and it's going to take money to get him there (coughs) on the mission field, other side of the world, and uh, to maintain him there. So we took up our love offering. It's still coming in, but very excited. The, the last count, over $19,000 has come in, and wow. that's just the, the one-time gifts. Uh, other people are pledging monthly because he's going to be there full-time. That's mm-hmm. his vision. yeah. And so uh, it's going to take not only the one-time gifts, but the monthly pledges. I don't know what those are yet, but we're excited. It's not too late. To give. So if you want information, just call our church office. Now, uh, February Follies is coming February 21st. Now, Sean, you're going to be a part of that, am I I, right? I am indeed. It's going to be a lot of fun. Put on by our music and media ministry every year. It's a lot of fun. This is where you bring friends. It's a lot more fun if you have a row of people. We will literally have people, they will purchase enough tickets. I think they're like five bucks. Yep. They will purchase. Uh, tickets to fill up an entire row, yeah, and they just have a blast.
0: Yeah, you can. I think you can also order uh, for $20, I think you can get 10 tickets, so uh, that's, oh, that's probably a the better deal. way.
1: That is a better way. Yeah. Cool. And I know it's a little ways away, but mark your calendars for Easter at Grace. We celebrate the resurrection of Christ uh, the weekend of April 11 and 12. Kenny and the music team are already working on music and... Mm-hmm. Uh, He's given me a few hints. It's not just going to be a few songs. We're going to really pull out the stops, uh, choir. There's going to be great music. There's video components to it. It's going to be kind of a multimedia presentation celebrating the resurrection of Christ. Fantastic. So think about those friends and neighbors to ask and be praying about that, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, Christmas and Easter, Come on, if you're an American, you got to go to church. <laughs> you got to go to church on Christmas and Easter. And
0: as you were fond of saying, we we love it when people will come here on Christmas and Easter.
1: That's right, because we right. call them creasters and we love creasters. So do if, you're indeed. A, if you're a creaster, you've got your appointment, you've got your invitation. We look forward to seeing you.
0: Fantastic. Rick, thanks so much for spending time with us today. Thanks again for being with us today. We hope that you have been encouraged and better informed. We love to get feedback, so send us an email with your comments at info at And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so that you don't miss an episode. And do us a favor by sharing this podcast on your favorite social media platform. For more information about Grace Community Church, visit us online at roswellgrace.com. Until next time, may the grace and peace of the Lord Jesus be with you.